Hello there, my fellow warriors. I was wanting to chat a little bit with you today and ask you this question. Is who you are today how you want to be remembered? And now I'm not talking about who you are deep down inside, because we know you're in there. I know I was in there when it seemed like I had lost myself, that the person I was was completely gone. She wasn't, though. She was inside, somewhere deep inside, buried in there, underneath all the garbage, underneath all the lies of my beast, underneath the shame and the guilt, the helplessness, hopelessness, underneath the victim mentality that I had created for myself, accepted for myself, underneath all the disappointment, the sadness, the loneliness, all of it, I was there. I was in there. But honestly, for a while, it felt like I was never going to be the same again. The truth is that I'm not the same. You cannot go through the types of traumas, the kinds of experiences that you and I have gone through and be the same. So I was never going to go back to the exact same person that I was before. And that's what I longed for. It's kind of funny because I always thought that I needed to improve this and that and the other thing because I'm a believer that we should all be improving all the time. But but when I had lost myself, so to speak, I would have done anything to get back to that person. And as a matter of fact, I did do anything to get back. I did the work. So the things that I talk to you about, I'm not just out here, you know, chatting for my health here. Um, that's actually quite the opposite. <laughs> I get kind of exhausted. Um, doing this all the time, but don't get me wrong, it's, it is an honor. But I'm not doing this, I should say, just to hear myself speak. I do this, I share all of this with you because I want you to get some help. I want you to be able to find yourself again. And I don't have all the answers, that's for sure. But if even one little nugget, something that happens during this podcast or in my Trauma Disruptors community, which, by the way, I absolutely encourage you to join. It's a private community. No, it is not on Facebook. I am not having Facebook groups anymore. We have opted to um, invest in a private community, which we can do so much more. It's going to be pretty exciting. We have a lot coming. So I really do encourage you to join that. It's at TraumaDisruptors.com. But anyway... Oh, by the way, that actually will log you into my membership where we have some complimentary resources and um, you get access to the community. It's all one login. Very cool. Okay, so anyway, back to what I was talking about. So I didn't go back to being who I was because it wasn't possible, right? We're always evolving and changing. We have new neural pathways being created in our brains. And, and I got to tell you what, a lot of the pathways being created in mine were not healthy. They were not good. So I had to create new ones. Off I went again. And um, and so while I didn't become exactly who I was before, in many ways, I'm better than I was before. I have so much more perspective. I My experience caused me to gain strength. I really feel like when we go through these traumas, these, these experiences that really knock us flat on our back or rip our hearts right out of our chest, we kind of either do one of two things. I don't think we stay status quo. I don't know if that's even possible. I feel like we either roll up in a ball and, and sort of give up, or the courage is kind of 
forced out of us. We either choose to go back, hunker down, become more fearful, allow ourselves to be covered in that shame and the guilt and the helplessness and hopelessness and, and paralyzing fear, or we choose courage. And it's a fight, my friend. I mean, anything worth having, doing, or being is going to take work. And um, building courage is certainly something that's going to take a lot of work. So going back to the question, which is the title of this podcast, is who you are today, how you want to be remembered. I don't know about you, but it seems to me, I've discovered in my lifetime, people are sort of, what have you done for me lately, people? And sometimes that's not good, right? You're thinking, geez, where's the appreciation? Look at all I've done for this person. The good news is, in these types of situations where we maybe have become who we don't want to be, we've acted how we don't want to act, we've disappointed people because of, of what we've allowed into our lives, the good news is people are, what have you done for me lately, people? And so we tend to be remembered more for what we've done lately. Now, that's not to say that what we do doesn't still impact people because we are depositing little pieces of ourselves in other people all the time. We're helping to impact their neural pathways, their ways of thinking, their attitudes, their perspectives. Whether or not they choose to fight, we impact people, especially those we have the most uh, contact with and influence over. So we do have to be careful. This is not like something you can say, well, you know, let me just... Someday I'll get it together and then I'll be remembered for what I had done lately, just like Valerie said. <laughs> but in the meantime, you're depositing those pieces of you. So we, we got to get going right away. We really do. Because while people tend to judge you more for what you've done lately, they don't forget. I mean, my son, Sean, really is very complimentary toward me from, you know, I meet new friends of his and they always say, man, oh my gosh. I had a couple of them go, oh my gosh, it's like I'm meeting a legend. And I'm going, a legend? What the heck? <laughs> Are they looking at me? I'm looking around to see if like Mother Teresa showed up. Uh, but I mean, really, that's so cool. I mean, it's great that he thinks of me in that way. And, he, you know, he and I are very close. However, I have to tell you, there are times when he'll go, you know, there was this one thing, Mom, and I remember, you know, and he'll remember these little things from childhood, not favorably toward me. Of course, I remember them a little differently. Don't we have selective memory? So the point is two points. One is that good news that people tend to be more, what have you done for me lately? And we can have the most impact on the way we are most recently and currently. But they still have memories. And it isn't even so much memories. It's that we deposited that little piece of ourselves. And if it wasn't such a great thing, it still has an impact. So we can negate all of that, or most of it, I should say, by being different by being more, by choosing how we are now. But we've got to get going. Some days not on the calendar. Some days not a good day. I don't even know if tomorrow's such a good day because today's the only day we're guaranteed. So today's the day to do it. Today is the day to get going. You know, I think what impacts a lot of our inability or I shouldn't even say inability because you have the ability, our choice, our decision not to get going today is that we don't feel like it. 
We don't feel good today. We feel sad. We feel this. We feel that. That's allowing our feelings to control our lives. And I'm not trying to diminish the impact that feelings have on us because I know firsthand that they can come out of nowhere. I mean, boom. But we do have control over how long those feelings stay. And so therefore you do have control over your feelings. And, and honestly, I feel like people, I feel, ah, I just said feel. I should have said, I think. <laughs> I think that people are too controlled by their feelings often, very often. So it is, you know, I feel like this, I'm feeling this, I'm not feeling that. And that is detrimental to our growth. We have got to start having our thoughts, our mindset be the control center. And that's our brain. That's our thinking. That's our mindset. It is how we decide to look at things, the decisions we decide to make. But everything starts with a thought, right? I mean, obviously, I decided to record this podcast today and I said, oh, okay, let me think about it. I think I'll record a podcast. What will be the topic? Okay, let me look at my notes that I have for different podcast topics. Oh, this would be a great topic. So see, I'm thinking my way through this, right? I didn't say, well, how do I feel? And honestly, the notes from this particular podcast, the thought idea that I had, it's funny because I wrote a note in here that I was, back the day I was going to record this, something actually happened and came up that I wasn't able to do it that day. But it's funny because I wrote a note that said how I feel today was that I really didn't feel like writing or recording this particular podcast. I wrote that note, but I was going to do it anyway. Something actually did come up. I didn't let my feelings take over, but you can see how easy that would be. And then we put it off and we put it off. Whatever it is in our lives, we put it off. We put off that personal growth. We put off becoming courageous. We put off starting that new venture. We put off trying a new thing. We put off getting up off of that mat. And let, let me, I want to speak directly to you. If you are that person who's down on the mat and you you know exactly the metaphor that I'm using here, right? I don't have to explain to you what I'm talking about. I, have to, I really don't have to explain that it's like you're in the boxing ring, right? And you've been knocked down and you're flat on your back. Did I really need to, to explain that to you? I highly doubt it. If you've really gone through something that has knocked you down, and by the way, the something that's knocked you down doesn't have to be anything like the something that's knocked me down or anybody else. We don't need to compare our beasts or our experiences. They are yours. And it is how you've been impacted in this period of time in your life. But anyway, you know what I'm saying, right? You're down on the mat and it's like your beast is on top of you. And it's funny too, when I decided to start using beast, that term to describe those things that get us down, those things that are holding us back, that fear, the shame, the guilt, the experience we had as a child, the, the somebody left us, the abandonment. I mean, I personally believe, my spiritual beliefs, that the beasts don't come from God. I know exactly who they come from, and it's not God. But if, you know, if you, that's not your spiritual belief system, you can still, I'm sure, get on board with the thought of the beast. Because these things are beasts. And I think the first time I used that term in relation to something impacting our lives negatively was with my daughter Jamie's addiction. And one day I just thought, dang, addiction's a beast. I mean, it is a freaking beast. It is tough to beat. I'm watching this firsthand. And I never understood that. I used to see people that were addicted 
because I came from a pretty fun partying lifestyle as a teenager and into my early 20s before I had kids. And I just didn't understand when people just didn't stop. I mean, you know, got to go to work, having kids, buying a house, whatever. I mean, I didn't understand it. I literally thought all you had to do was will it. Certainly your will has something to do with it, but I had no idea what a beast it was until it attacked my only daughter. And it had her down on the mat, and I couldn't figure out why she would choose that over her family, over life, over being healthy, over being safe. I didn't understand. Anyway, not getting off on that tangent. It's just that I realized what a beast it was. And then, you know, one day I said something to Jamie when I was in my poor me pity party about all of this. And I said, you know, something about why don't you just quit? And why don't you, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I was giving her the whole, you know, speech about what she should do, right? I, I'm not showing her and demonstrating how to be strong and how to be courageous. I was just telling her. And she said, Mom, you don't understand how hard this is. And I remember I said something like this to her. I said, well, you know what? You don't know what it's like to watch your child, your only daughter, on a freight train headed toward a brick wall and you can't stop her. Try that one on for size. That's what I said to her. And and that that's when I realized, I said, holy smokes, I've got a beast too. And I wound up naming mine my codependent enabler beast because that was the biggest part of my life that I had zero control over and that was really had me down. I mean, it had me depressed. That's where I was losing myself. And um so I realized, you know, that that was a beast. And then I started to go, go wow, you know, it, you don't just have a two-headed beast, right? I'm codependent enabler. You know, I was abandoned essentially by my father. And when Jamie was shot the first time, he never even contacted me. He's, he, well, he hasn't contacted me in 17 years. <laughs> he never even sent a card after she was murdered. You know, and, and I don't really dwell on that much or really think about it too often, but I'm sure somewhere deep down it affected me. So, but, but the main thing, you know, so anyway, the, what I was going to say is the head of my beast could have many, many, many heads, right? And the shame and the guilt and the, and depression and loneliness and hopelessness, helplessness, uh, victimhood, all that stuff. My beast had me down. He had me down on that mat. And, and I, I'm probably, I'm going to say that if you've been through something big, you understand exactly what I'm talking about. You're down on the mat, you're flat on your back, the beast is on top of you, and he's whispering in your ear, perhaps he's screaming in your face, that you're a bad person, that you've blown it. For me, it was that you're a bad mom. What kind of a parent couldn't even save their only child? You've made bad decisions. It's your fault. There's a reason that she became an addict, and it has to do with you. Yep, it became all about me. And if my beast could convince me that it was all about me and put me into a tailspin trying to figure out what I did, because even if I did something, I can't go back into the past and fix it. So he knew that I was in an impossible situation in my thought life. And if he could put me into that impossible situation in my thought life, everything else would crumble. And lo and behold, you know, he might be a real you-know-what, but he's pretty smart. I always say the beast doesn't have a lot of uh, tricks up his sleeve, but they're all well-crafted. They're all carefully chosen for each of us. And it's literally just like, here, let me just give you a little something, a little tidbit, and you will run with it. And sure in the hell if I didn't run with it. I ran with that thing so 
far and so deep that by the time I made my decision to stand up and fight, I literally had a tiny bit of hope. I mean, and I'm kind of stretching it when I use the word tiny. I had a tiny bit of hope and a shred of self-confidence left because I just thought I was a big fat loser. No matter how it looked on the outside, I was dying on the inside. And I thought, I literally thought any good parts of my life were in my past. But that's not how I wanted to be remembered. My reason for getting up, and you've probably heard this from me before, was my son, Sean. It's not that I didn't want to get up for Jamie, but I was so embroiled in her life that I'd almost forgotten about his. I was there, but I really wasn't there. And if you've ever been in a situation like mine or similar to mine, you know what I'm talking about when I say I was there, but I really wasn't there. I wasn't present. And so I, I thought, really, is this what I'm going to leave for him? This is what I'm depositing inside of my son. This is the piece of me I'm leaving. This is the most recent part of his life that he's going to remember the most. This is what I'm demonstrating to him and showing to him. I'm showing him that when life gets tough, tough you lay down on that mat and you let your beast get on top of you and you give up. Really? Is that what you want to show to other people? Is that what you want to be remembered by? Is that how you want those little pieces of you to be deposited in other people? And as I began to get up, you know, basically on one knee at first until I got knocked back down and I'd get back up to one knee and get knocked back down over and over and over. Finally, you know, up to two knees and get knocked right back down. Eventually, you know, actually standing with my knees straight only to be, you know, wobbly and fall again. You get what I'm talking about, this metaphorical being in the ring and having my, my beast knock me back down and me not having the strength to get back up. It's a process. But I just knew I, that could not be my legacy. No, no, no. And what a, what a loss for Sean. If I didn't use this experience to demonstrate true courage, he would always have an excuse to fall down on the mat. Let, let's not forget he was losing his sister too. So he would take that excuse and he would have run with that for the rest of his life. I know he would have. In fact, I'm going to ask him about that. And I'm, pretty, but I'm pretty sure he's going to tell me yes, that he would run with that. He would have kept using. He was floundering around pretty good in life until you know we banded together and he told me one day mom I wouldn't be where I am today if it weren't for you and your mission and what you're doing he was watching me and he was starting to believe that if I could stand up he could too and I don't even know if he knew you know if he knew those words in his head he just knew that something different was happening and he was feeling it and it was impacting him because I do have a good influence over him and so that's what I want you to encourage you to do today if who you are today is not how you want to be remembered, don't get bummed out. Don't, don't get down on yourself. Do something about it. Stand up. Build some courage. Get some resources. This is why I developed the nine weapons of hope that I used to call the nine actions. And I have memberships that are coming soon. They're not at the time of this recording. Hopefully very, very soon you'll hear about them. But join my the trauma disruptors. When you join the membership the trauma disruptors. This is just, it's, there's no cost to it. It's just a general membership that gives you access to our membership page. And you can learn about the Warriors and Hope memberships 
which are really when you want to elevate your your journey. But if you're just getting up off the mat, you might not be ready to do that quite today. So the best thing you can do is join the community because I think the worst part is feeling alone, feeling like people don't understand. Or sometimes you decide to hook up with a group of people and they just tear you down further. They just, they're all about just lamenting and, and, you know, talking about their sad stories, venting, just all of that. And, and you know what, that might be good for a moment, but I've got to tell you what, in any kind of a long term, and I would even argue in a short term, it's not good for you because you lose hope. I'm not telling you to get around a bunch of people so you can go, okay, wow, those are my people, but everybody's bummed out and depressed and I feel more hopeless. That's what I call a victim land. Get around people who are warriors. Yeah, they're struggling. You're going to hear their struggles a little bit, but there's always at the tail end of it what they're doing about it. And that's what I hope for you. It's what I pray for you all the time. It's why I work tirelessly seven days a week on this mission. Because too many people are giving up. Too many people are giving in. Too many people are saying, well, you know, this is it. I've changed and, I, and I'm not, I can't go back. Well, you can't go back, but in a lot of ways, you can go back to being even better than you were before. That's what I experienced. In so many ways, I'm a much better person. But those pieces of me, that person that I told you in the beginning of this episode was lost deep inside of me, that person that wanted to help other people, that person with integrity, that person with a good sense of humor, that person who's generous, that person who is motivating, fun. Sure, I've got negative qualities too, but I'm just focused on, you know, that good person that I was, was still in there. But boy, she was about to become better in a lot of ways, even though her life became more difficult. So that's what I want for you to do today. I want you to join us, link arms. And and when you become part of our trauma disruptors community, you can participate in whatever way you want to participate. You can become a part of our free community and just remain there forever. And if, and if that's all you ever need for you to get up and, and start fighting and everything, that's fantastic. We have some complimentary resources if you want to end up joining our membership to take things a little deeper and get some warrior training and all that. That would be great too. It's up to you. It's your journey. It's your story. But what's really cool is it's also your community. So go to traumadisruptors.com and join us. Make today the day. Make today the day you go back and find yourself and become an even better version. Make today the day you're determined to leave even better little pieces of you in other people and therefore in the world forever. Link arms with me. Let's disrupt trauma for good. Go to traumadisruptors.com. Know that you're not alone. Wherever you are in this world, whatever you're going through, I'm standing right there with you.